At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it's championship week here on VSIN, the Sports Buddy Network. Of course, conference title games all day long across college football. We welcome you in. We say hi. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. We head out to Jersey, the Borgata specifically, and say hi to Michael Lombardi. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm great, Patrick. Happy uh, championship Sunday, Saturday. It's exciting, right? We're it, ready to go. It really is. You got your Michigan blue on today. <laughs> I did that for you. And Thank I, you. I think your boy, Mr. Cristobal, he might have had a table for two at Joe's. Why Stone. are we fighting for him? Who, who, what, why is there a demand for him? Like, seriously. Why shouldn't Kyle Whittingham be involved? Can somebody analyze that? Can somebody pay attention? I mean, like any better who's bet money knows that Mario Cristobal is not a good bet. I mean, seriously, why are they fighting for him? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I want to do the. I want to deliver the line. I had to Google it, but I imagine you went to Joe's Stone Crab in Miami Beach before, right? You've oh, been of course, yeah. yeah Dennis Dillon's the been. Mater D. I've never Dennis been, Dillon's but my assumption D. is Cristobal had the table for two because the rumors are he's headed to Miami. And my question for you, Mike Lombardi, is why? Why does Miami want him so badly? I know he's, he's from, from there. He's from Miami. But he also got fired as the Florida international coach. Yes, he did. And then he went to Alabama. He kind of brushed himself up as the line coach there at Alabama, getting in the rehab program. Nick, you know, Nick is the Betty Ford for coaches. And then he went out to Oregon, and he's on the Oregon staff, and he's kind of left there, and, and he got promoted to the Oregon job. And all of a sudden, he's now – people are coveting him. Nobody's coveting poor poor Kyle Whittingham. All he does is kick his butt, right? All he does is punch him right in the mouth. You want some more of that? Please have another. You know, like, here we go. Like, that game was over in the first quarter. Uh, that game and, was over in the first quarter. And. I was ready to start watching Narcos <laughs> on uh, Mexico. Like, I was like, I'm done with this. You should have. And they beat him up. I mean, this is the second time in three weeks they beat him up. They ended up closing Utah 3, a 38-10 winner. That was, what, 13 days after a 38-7 winner. This is decidedly I, I a better team. I want to know how you can get labeled a great recruiter and Anthony Brown's your starting quarterback. Like, I, Anthony Brown's a great story. Tremendous. I don't mean to – but that's not a championship-level quarterback. No, it's, it's, I was like, I'm, I'm perplexed. I want to know. I want somebody fighting for me like that. Like, how does that happen? How do you get this love? It, here, here's what I do. I drive in and I think, what will fire Michael up? And so the first thing that popped in my head is the love for Mario Cristobal. 17 seasons at Utah for Whittingham. He just won a Pac-12 and he's not Again. even being mentioned anywhere. 
So, no, of course not. Why would he? All he's done is build a program. He doesn't care about five stars, four stars. He cares about getting players that fit him. He's got the right approach. He's a football coach. This is what drives me crazy uh, about Oregon and about Cristobal. Oh, he's a great recruiter. He's a great recruiter. Well, that that's wonderful. That's wonderful. We're not in the Army or the Navy. We don't have to recruit, right? Like, we got to put together a team. we got to build a team. Like, don't tell me he's a great recruiter. Why would Oregon even care? If I was the if I was the athletic director of Oregon, I would say, you know what? He's got a big buyout. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll cut the buyout in a third. You just give me a little <laughs> bit of money, and I'll and you take them. But make sure your plane picks them up. I'm not sending them there. Okay. It was very important for me here on this championship day to get the Pac-12 out of the way so we can get to the important conference, and that's the American yeah. Athletic. Of course. <laughs> because the Pac-12 is not is not a factor in any of this. Bad. So, Michael, today so Cincinnati's going to host Houston. We'll get to them, uh, for the first non-Power 5 team to make the postseason. Potentially, if they win, they should be in. Of course, you've got Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Iowa, Oklahoma State, Baylor. We're loaded today. It's really good. It's a fun day. It starts at noon, go all the way through, and I like how they space the games out. You know, it gives you a chance to watch all the games and you're not really always competing against one game or the other. Four o'clock window here on Saturday afternoon for that for the Georgia Alabama game is going to be really fun. And and obviously Baylor, Oklahoma State to start out the day. And then you end with Michigan, Iowa. I mean, and then you sprinkle in these other games along the way. Cincinnati, Houston, really a good day. Appalachian State versus Louisiana. Billy Napier's last game at Louisiana. Louisiana has their coach, as I mentioned yesterday, and, and we'll go forward with it. 100%. You mentioned starting at noon, that being Baylor and Oklahoma State. I'll give you the number right now. This is a rematch from earlier in the year. We'll throw it up here. Six and a half. A line freeze at six and a half. So this number hasn't really budged. 48 the opener on the total. No surprise here. Two good defensive units, specifically Oklahoma State coming down to 45. We've got officially 46. This was October 2nd, a defensive slugfest between Baylor and Oklahoma State in Stillwater when Oklahoma State pulled away late, 24-14. This is going to go down Jerry World, Arlington. So this is, this is fascinating because we'll give the machinations as far as Oklahoma State making the Final Four, Michael. But let's start here with the setup of six and a half. Well, you know, when you say Big 12 to me, you always you kind of say pillow fight, right? You say, you know, good offenses, teams that can throw the football. This is the this is basically total defense in the in the nation, the third best defense in Oklahoma State. And, you know, Baylor's in the 20s. Baylor's a good defense, too. And Baylor has improved through the season. And Oklahoma State, I mean, I know they had the blurp on the road last week in the first half against Oklahoma. But then they came back in this. And their defense is really good. Their passing defense is 13th overall in the country. But where Baylor's going to run into a little bit of a problem, and I think this is why the line's up to six, is because when you look at the rush defense for Oklahoma State, they're sixth best in the country. And Baylor needs to run the football. Baylor needs to have some balance. I don't think they can put the game in Bohannon's hands completely. They're going to throw it early to start the game off, but I think they're going to have to put it. If Bohannon is, in fact, the starting quarterback today, I think he's healthy from the hamstring, Patrick. Yeah, and, you know, we – and, of course, we'll get to Georgia-Alabama. That's the most heavily bet game on the board here as we open up the Lombardi line. This game fascinates me, though, Michael, because Baylor-Oklahoma State and Gundy, who's been there, what, 17, 18 years, this is the peak of the program, and it happens to be because of the defense. You take a look at the defense. It's Georgia-level good, which we've discussed. Uh, number one nationally in sacks and tackles for loss. Third down defense – there's, they're the best in the country. Fifth in scoring D, they're giving up just 16.4 a game. Uh, third in total D behind Georgia and Wisconsin. Jerry, Jim Knowles is a guy from Philly who's running the defense here. That's the guy to get to know because this Oklahoma State defense has been tremendous all year. Yeah, and, and I just look, I Googled, Bohannon is going to start today. Yeah, he it is. It sounds like yep. he's going to start today. So, yeah, no, Oklahoma State's defense, it's completely different. Look, they're very athletic on defense, and they can play with power. And yep. I think this is going to be a true challenge for Baylor. They're going to have to figure it out. Now, when you play a team a second time, it's always helpful. You know, you kind of know the matchups now. You know what you can and can't do. You kind of go in there a little bit blindly. Oh, I think we can run the ball. I think we can do this. But I think when you go back and watch the tape, Baylor has to play a certain way. And it's ground game, play, action, pass. And Bohannon can run. I mean, this, there's a lot. of Every time you turn around and watch the Baylor team, there's a lot of Matt Rule's players on that team. Matt Rule did a great job recruiting players. And this is the byproduct of all those recruiting classes. And Dave Aranda's done a magnificent job of maintaining the continuity and then adding to it. 100%. Sanders, can he cut down on the mistakes? 
That is the question as the Oklahoma State quarterback has thrown five interceptions in the past two games against Baylor. So there's that's something to note. But again, the defenses are tremendous. I'm looking under first half. I'm going to give you the number yeah. 23 and a half, 24 I saw lingering on the board. I think it's just going to this is going to be a slugfest to start. It was on October 2nd. Again, it was a late touchdown that kind of made this doubles. But this was a slugfest earlier in the year. Yeah, and I mean, both teams, I mean, look, I, the one thing I will say, though, the Baylor, you know, and I have watched this Baylor program for a long time. I mean, I, I, I mean, Thornton, the receiver, I saw him when he was a freshman out of Florida. R.J. Sneed, I saw him when he was a freshman. You know, Josh Fleeks, the same thing. They're three seniors on this team. And when you look at the running back situation, I mean, they really, that Abram Smith kid, he was recruited by Matt by, by Matt Rule as well. And, and, you know, he was potentially a Heisman candidate midway through the year. They have skilled players. I mean, they can they can do some things, especially on the outside. They can really run. And I think they're going to have to throw the ball early in the game to be able to open up that ground game so Abram Smith can really get going. So those of you in Stillwater, you want to understand how does Oklahoma State make the Final Four, here's exactly how. It starts with winning the Big 12 championship game today over Baylor at noon, as Michael just mentioned. Then either a loss by Michigan, Michael, or Cincinnati would put the Cowboys in the top four, right? Or a bad enough loss by Alabama could oh. work in Oklahoma State's favor. I can't see Alabama being in the Final Four with two losses. Can you? I, if How it's do you close. Put, I, I think this is... I think this is do or die for Alabama. I think Alabama has to win today. I think if Alabama doesn't win today, they're out. I mean, because we make a mockery of the whole thing. I mean, two losses, you lose the, you lose the conference championship game, you barely beat Auburn. I mean, you know, if they lose today, I think this is I think this is the this is the custard last stand game for Alabama. You, I think they're out. Yeah. I think if you're Oklahoma State, you're saying, okay. I, I get in if Cincinnati loses. I get in if if uh, Michigan loses. If Michigan, and I get in if Alabama. Lo I'm going to get in with all I need is one of those three to lose. And I think the one that most people think has the highest probability of losing is Alabama. It would have those three top 15 wins with a win today against Baylor. It could also Oklahoma State seemingly could jump Cincinnati, even if Cincinnati wins. It just depends. You know, the committee has... If Cincinnati wins and they slap them, <laughs> that, that's unfair. And I, poor Luke Fickle. He, lo he lost out at a chance at Notre Dame. He's probably going to lose out at a chance at Oklahoma because he's being, doing the right thing being with his team. And then he gets slapped if he wins and he doesn't get in. I mean, come on, please. Hey, the pension, and, and at, that point, at that point, Luke Fickle should leave the program because what more could he do? You know the I mean, what more could he do? I know. You know the committee's uh, penchant for, to obfuscate. This is what they do. They make things less clear and confusing. So I'm just throwing it out there. That's You and I are going to come back and talk Alabama. We're going to get into Georgia and Alabama in two minutes, but Michael, first want to tell you BetMGM, the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com. Download the BetMGM app today. Again, if you're in town here in Vegas, bring your state-issued ID, and you're ready to go within minutes. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue, but again, it's the king of sports books, BetMGM. All right, great start. We got him fired up. We All we had to say was Mario Cristobal. Why? Why? Uh, who who's fighting for him? I mean, he's not even the prom queen. Like, what are we fighting for him for? Like, seriously, stop! I don't get it. Did you say prom queen? You mean yeah. Sienna Lynn? There she is. My girl's here. I love it. <laughs> it's a yesterday was the a most big day. It's gonna be the most spoiled oh, baby in the history. Be, of it's gonna be a disaster. <laughs> Speaking of, Alabama loses. Michael says they're out. Georgia, Alabama next SEC title game in Atlanta. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, first bet, express bet. Get in all the horse racing action today. If you sign up, if you use that promo code Vegas1000, you see it in the right-hand corner there. If you use that code, you get 10 bucks instantly and then you can receive up to $1,000 in bonuses. So it's vsencom slash horses for details. Again, when you go to first bet, make sure you use the bonus code Vegas1000. All right, exciting day as we welcome you in. Got a lot to do. Michael Lombardi hanging out at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher here at the South Point where the cow- the Cowboys, you can see behind me, bro. If you look behind me, uh, you'll see cowboy hats just flow because there's a rodeo in town, which I love to see the uh, dichotomy yeah, here. Um, it's so good. I just had a guy walk up here. He wanted me to know who to bet. Like, he could care less. I was on on television. Well, like, why would he? Okay. Let's go. Did you give him a I still tip? understand why we don't have the hot dog cart here. I got I to gotta see if I can get that done. <laughs> what it, hot, it's a hot dog cart, as you say? Hot dog cart. Yeah, yeah, we got to get one cart. there. So you're yeah. kicking Alabama out if they don't win today. Many say. I absolutely. Okay, go ahead. I, I just don't see how you could put Alabama in with two wins. You know, I, I just, how do you, how do you disrespect Oklahoma State? How do you, how about Notre Dame? How about Notre Dame? You're not going to put them in? Now, I don't think Notre Dame belongs where they put them because, I mean, who have they beaten? You know, and, and you know, I know they, had, they they moved quickly to get a coach to put them right in position to be there, but you can't disrespect them. If you put them five and someone in the top four loses, you got to bring them in. All right, let's throw up the I number. I mean, the only team that I think that can afford to lose yes. is Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's in if they lose. They're, they will, they'll be no worse than three if they lose. You nailed it. They're a lock to no, be I, in. I think they stay one even if they lose. I think they stay – I mean, unless Michigan wins, I think they stay one. Right now, the number, Georgia six and a half, Michael. Alabama catching the points. That's the first time Bama's caught since 2015 against this Georgia team. That's fascinating. Uh, 49 is the total. So, again, an SEC championship win over Georgia today by Bama. Uh, you know, they're in. And a, yeah. the, the number one seed, if they beat Georgia today. If they lose... Michael says they're out. Maybe a competitive loss with the loss from Michigan, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State. They could get in one of the three. But you're right. Most it, it. they got to approach this like win and in, right? It's a custard's game. It's a custard game. You got to win it. You got to win it. Now, here, to me, this sets up really well for Alabama. Now nobody in the country is going to say this, but it sets up really well for Alabama because Alabama is going to play Georgia's offense, and Nick Saban loves to be able to play against an offense that is somewhat very predictable in what they want to do. Where Nick gets in trouble, and go back to the old Sugar Bowl when Oklahoma kind of rallied and, and destroyed them. When, that, when you spread them and RPO them and do all the kind of crazy things, 
He can't get into his check with me defense. He can't make his adjustments to his adjustments. He can't get everything lined up perfectly. But now when he watches this Georgia team, I think he can get a good read on what they're doing offensively. And I think he will be able to make the adjustments during the game. I think he'll play as good a defense as Georgia plays today. And I think in this game, when you're getting six and a half, I think you've got to really consider this because you're going to have the better quarterback and the points. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, I'm not saying Alabama's going to win. I'm just saying I think it's too hard not to take the points and the better quarterback because this is, goes back to time immemorial. Quarterbacks win these games. Quarterbacks control these games. The play of the quarterback, the design of the offense around the strengths of the quarterback. Yes, Georgia's dominant up front. But there's a lot of throws. Have their secondary really been challenged? I mean, if you watch a little bit of that Tennessee game, Tennessee was able to, to throw the ball. Their quarterback wasn't as good as Bryce Young, but there were throws that they were making early in that game. It got away from them, but they were making. That's going to be the tape that Alabama hangs their hat on. So this is going to be played in Atlanta. What's that, about an hour and a half, Michael, south of Athens, somewhere in there, two-hour drive? No, I think it's just like an hour. Yeah, about an hour, about 20. I mean, it's, it's, Athens is east of, of Atlanta, yes. A, a game we can't – I can't remember a game that's going to be this anticipated by these two fan bases. Again, this is a Bulldog team that hasn't won at all since 1980. Check this out, Michael. Kirby Smart's team has crushed their opponents this year. 11 of their oh, 12 God. wins – by 17 points or more. Remember the game early on against Clemson was the only game that within singles there, uh, 10 to three win over Clemson early. Other than that, they're beating everybody by 17 or more. Yeah, I mean, look, they haven't had, they haven't had that game where they got to dig down. Now, I think the Tennessee game in the first half was one of those where they, they kind of, they started out slow in that game and they kind of had to dig. It's, you know, it ends up 41-17, the game got away, but it was a little tighter than you think it was. But it was truly one of those where, you know, they gave up 17 points. It's the most point they gave up all year. It's the most points, but it was a passing game reminiscent to what Alabama wants to run. So Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator of Alabama, there's going to be a lot of ideas and a lot of understanding of how he wants to attack it, and he knows he's got to get the ball out quick because last week he couldn't block the front. And if he had trouble blocking Auburn's front, he's going to have trouble blocking Alabama's front. So they know that going in. So they've got to adjust their passing game. It may have to be take your chances, shorter throws, quicker throws, get the ball out quick. Try to play Canadian football. Don't get in third down. Don't get in third down. Try to convert these in two downs and pace the game. Alabama scoring 42-7 a game. We just mentioned Bryce Young. The questions for Alabama, and this is a concern with that front of Georgia, the inconsistencies across the offensive front. That has been the issue this year, along with the inconsistencies on defense, although the Alabama defense statistically has been awesome. Uh, they will get, Alabama's getting Jamison Williams, the wide receiver back. But again, I think this is a mismatch, Georgia up front against Alabama up front. Yeah, that's the that's going to be the that's what Bill O'Brien and Nick Saban they have to handle that in terms of their scheme. It's a little no different than what Aaron Rodgers did last week against the Rams. I got to get this ball out of my hand quick. I got to make some quick throws, and you know if they're going to play off coverage, I'm going to take the coverage. I'm going to dictate what they do and try to find the right personnel matches to see what I can do against them and go from there. But to me, I think let's go back on the other side. Georgia's offense, it like Mississippi's offense, is problematic for Alabama. Now they held them 21 points. You know, they did a great job in that game. They took that game over. But to me, that spread attack is what gives Nick more trouble than anything. This offense, more conventional, is not. It's just, it is, you're, it's such a point of attack thing here with that offensive line, which has been inconsistent now. The Bulldogs 0-3 against Alabama since Kirby got there includes 35-28, the loss in the SEC title game, and the 26-23 overtime loss in the national championship game in 2017. I'm going to ask for an early lean now. I won't peg you on it. We'll get to the end of the show, and we'll have you give your official play. But you're looking at that 6.5. Nick's catching 6.5. I think today's about quarterbacks. I think today's about quarterbacks. I think you I think you always in championship level games, you always need to think about the quarterback. Stetson Bennett's a wonderful story, right? And I'm not saying they can't win. They can win other ways. I mean, we saw the Baltimore Ravens in 2002 win a championship. No disrespect to Trent Dilfer. But it has been done by dominant defenses. So it, it, is, it, it is kind of a, a, an anomaly, but it happens. But I think that this today, if you're going to win today, you're going to get play. To me, it's it goes back to LSU hiring Brian Kelly. Like, 
you do you understand how you won a national championship with Joe Burrow? Who coached Joe Burrow? How you ran that offense? That's going to be the key to winning championships. And I think that's why Bryce Young and the Alabama Crimson Tide have a chance today. Remember Nick when he was going off on the Alabama fan base about unrealistic uh, expectations? There's yeah. a reason. This is the first time Alabama's, Alabama, pardon me, has been a dog in 92 games. 92. Yeah, I know, but what's really interesting was how they celebrated the Auburn game. Like, they were really excited about that double, triple overtime, whatever that crazy thing was. I mean, it wasn't, you know, there, there's a sense of, of they don't think they're as good. They, like, they weren't disappointed. They found a way to mentally tough that game out. And a 95-yard drive to end the game shows you they're ready to play against anybody. 6.9. That's what Georgia's giving up this year. They haven't faced an offense like this. You mentioned Tennessee no. in that first half. They did struggle a little bit. Uh, but this Alabama defense offense is on another level. It's, it is. And, I mean, they, they can get to things that especially Kirby knows. If he gives them free access throws, it'll neutralize the defensive front, the strength of his team. He's got to be able to jam these receivers, and then he's got to be win on those short throws. Remember, the hash marks in college, fo college football make a huge difference. And when you're on that short field and that throw, the, your best corner has to be the, bound, the, the field corner, the, 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 the sideline corner to the short side because those throws become easier. And if you don't have the right corner against a match, up against Alabama they can make plays down the field on you okay a platitude cliche warning coming up I warn you uh, but the 98 yard drive Bryce Young maybe wrapped up the Heisman last last week against uh, Jordan Hare there against Auburn but my question for you is does that buoy the team you saw the emotion you just mentioned it. Alabama teams yeah. don't generally get that high does that buoy no, this know. team coming in or is that an emotional no. drain against a rival I think this is a kind of a great thing for Nick. I mean, he can sit there and tell his team, look, we got no chance. I don't even know why we're showing up, you know? <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't even know why we're showing up. Like, we have everybody in the media says we have no chance. This is a fait accompli. Look, Nick Saban's a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a defensive coach. He's a hell of a head coach. You got, you got to give him some – there's going to be some, some of in his influence in this game. If there's a game set up for a hangover, I, I don't think you're expecting one. It's going to happen in Indianapolis, Michigan, Iowa. It's not Wisconsin. It's Iowa. Michigan coming off the big, the biggest win in program, I don't know, over the last 20 years yeah. against Ohio Jim State. It, it's the biggest win in Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Oh, it's not even close. No you just, you yeah, just no nailed doubt. it. So but this is, this is a completely different Michigan team than any team we've been a part of. Michigan win and you're in. All you have to do is beat Iowa. Will they? We'll come back and find out. We'll run that game by Michael Lombardi and set up the number for you. As we continue to get started here on the Lombardi line, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. got the man Carl Johnson coming up but first want to let you know about the VSIN college football bull betting guide it's coming out December 13th it's only 19 it's insane to bet bull season without this for 1999 analysis on all 41 bull games insights trends data predictions everything you need just go check it out right now VSIN.com slash subscribe also check out the store I was looking at the store some cool t-shirts there as well VSIN.com slash subscribe okay Michael Lombardi there on championship day out at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher. We now head down to the Beau Rivage, Biloxi, Mississippi, oh and bring an old boy, J Jack oh boy. Johnson. Carl Johnson, oh how you boy. doing, Carl? How you feeling, man? Hey, man, we feeling good. We fire. I feel like going out there and tackling somebody right now. I'm so tired. <laughs> this is like don't peak too early, Carl. Carl, don't peak too early. It's going to be a long day now. You're going to have to pace yourself here a little bit now. Uh, I know it, man. This is a great day. I mean, it's uh, we, we started feeling the energy uh, midweek. Hey, Carl, when you send those pictures of the pontoon boat, is that your pontoon boat? Uh, no, I wish. I mean, uh, uh, that's my dream. That's my dream camp right there. <laughs> Hanging out on the pontoon boat. Uh, let's get into some of these games. Uh, we're going to we'll save Alabama, Georgia for you, because I know you have a take on that. Let's start with Michigan and Iowa in Indianapolis. Where's the number down there at the Beau Rivage? Yeah, so opened at uh, 10 and a half and 45. We're at 10 and a half and 43 and a half. Uh, hey, look, uh, Harbaugh's best team he's ever had. Uh, they move up from uh, number five to number two last week. Big win against Ohio State. I mean, they didn't just win that game. They, they physically beat the hell out of that team. I mean, 42-27. Yeah. Uh, 
great showing by him. Uh, you know, this, this is a, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like the number here, 10 and a half. I, uh, I think that number is a little high, and I think, uh, I think it's a little high because of the way they won last week. I mean, I think this number ought to be around uh, seven and a half, eight. What you guys think? Well, I mean, look, you know, the way they dominated and the way they're playing and Iowa's inability to score, I think that that's why this number had to get to double digits because Iowa's offense, as we've seen, I mean, even when they, you know, this year when they kind of snuck a game against Penn State out, you know, they had they had to do it. Penn State's quarterback got hurt. You know, Iowa has to really struggle to score, and I think that because of that and because of Michigan's execution, and I think it's been fabulous, and their fundamentals, their techniques, their toughness more than ever. I mean, people don't realize in the second half of that game last week, they weren't even in a third down until the final drive. Hmm. They were that good in their execution. So I think that's why this is a double-digit number. I think that that's why they would get too much money. I think you guys would get too much money on Michigan if it was below 10. I agree, and I, I, I think it is a little bit inflated just because of exactly that. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, – and we're still getting Michigan money. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I look for them to, to take care of business. Okay, Big 12, still holding hopes for the Final Four. Oklahoma State, Baylor, this is going to go down in Arlington, Carl. Jerry World, what's the number there at the Beau Rivage? Yeah, so opened at 5 and 47 right now. It's at 6 and a half, 45 and a half. So they're yeah they're betting Oklahoma State. Uh, you know they've won uh, what five in a row now. Uh, big win last week, 37-33. Um, you know uh, Bay, Bay, I think Baylor beat Texas Tech 27-24. I you know I like Baylor's coach. I like Aranda. You know I was kind of hoping that he would have a chance for that LSU job, but uh, you know Oklahoma State to me is uh, I mean they're just really well rounded. Uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna take care of business today. Also, you, you know, I think Oklahoma State and Michigan are a lot alike in the sense that they have really improved. I mean, remember, go back to you know, go back to earlier in the season where they barely, you know, they were. There was steam on Boise State. You remember, Patrick? There mm -hmm. was a ton of everybody was playing Boise State. They be, they they barely beat Boise State 21-20. That was a hard game. Then they come back and, you know, after Kansas State, and then they get Baylor, and then they stub their toe against Iowa State. And then since then, they have kind of found themselves, particularly offensively. I mean, they scored 55 against Kansas, 63 against TCU. They've kind of gotten into the rhythm a little bit. Then they shut out Texas Tech. So, Look, I, I think this defense is really good. I think it's going to be a hard game for Baylor. I can see why the line is moving towards Oklahoma towards Oklahoma State. And LSU has found themselves a good Southern boy as a head coach in Brian Kelly. What are you talking about, Carl? That good old Southern boy, Brian Kelly, with the accent. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, look, uh, you know, he might be faking it right now. But, uh, you know, the thing about the people down south, you know, they'll take him in. Uh, they, they did the same thing with Les, uh, you know, when he came from, from up north. Uh, they'll take him in. They, they, he, he will gain an accent. You know, a lot of people laugh at me. I can't say the word water. I say water, W-A-R-D-E-R. -E I mean, that, that's, that's how we say it down here. So when you start hearing him fluidly say water and uh, y'all, then you'll know he made he's made the conversion. You know, look, they they had less eating grass. I mean, less was eating three twenty eight Bermuda on the sidelines like a billy goat. So, <laughs> how do you say water, Michael? You could, you both water. don't you you don't use the water. e. What you just water. go water. Yeah. Uh, water. Nippert Stadium today, Cincinnati. So hope for a group team here, Carl. Here comes Houston, who's won eleven straight. Shocking. Who'd they lose to? Texas Tech uh, in the first game of the year, and they've ripped off, yep. and they've got a really good defense. Where are you sitting here, Houston, Cincinnati? Yeah, opened at 10.55. Right now it's 10.52.5. Uh, you know, hey, uh, uh, since he's got to win this to stay in the top four, uh, the thing that uh, uh, intrigued me about this game, I didn't realize it, uh, didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it till lately, but, uh, you know, this is a home game for Cincinnati. I mean, most of these championships – usually play a neutral site. I mean, they won yeah. 26 straight at home. So yeah. uh, the, the home field advantage, at least for Cincinnati here, is huge. 
Yeah, it really is. And, and you know, Houston's defense the last three weeks haven't given up more than 17 points. Uh, UConn scored 17 on them, but they played really well. This will be a challenge. I mean, this is, to me, this is, we talking about, you know, Bryce Young and we're talking about Stitson Bennett. This, to me, I can't wait to watch Desmond Ryder play in this game. The, he's got to be the difference in the game. Cincinnati's defense, which all Notre Dame fans, I hate to tell you this, got better when Marcus Freeman left. Not his fault, but just saying. I'm just saying. And the reality here is their defense can really put, clamp it down. But the challenge is going to be Cincinnati's offense against a very good Houston defense, which nobody would really believe it. They're 11th in the country in relative defense, which okay. means scoring defense and yards and all that. That's remarkable. That is. No, you nailed it. Michael, I'm going to start with you on the question, okay? I just this, you're, the, you're the college football playoff committee, then I'll go to Carl. Undefeated Cincy or 12-1 Oklahoma State, who does Michael Lombardi put in? I think you got to put Cincy in there. They beat Notre Dame. You know, they won that game. They, they've, they've, everybody that they've played, they've won. You know, they beat Indiana when Indiana was supposed to be good this year. It doesn't look good now. So to me, I, I'm saying Cincinnati. Look, uh, you know, uh, the, some of the teams that Oklahoma State beat, that Big 12 isn't exactly the, the greatest conference in, pro sport, in, in college football either. Carl Johnson, undefeated Cincy or a one loss Oak State? Yeah, look, I, I got to go for the team that's done everything that they possibly could have done. Uh, I, I got to put Cincinnati in here. I mean, you know, th and this is exactly one of the reasons why I think most of us are against these four teams, you know, the top four in the playoff. Because you got, you're always going to have some teams left out, and it's just so hard to leave out teams five, six, seven, as opposed to teams 17, 18, 19. That's just the way I feel about okay, it. Okay, Atlanta. No before we get you out of here, Atlanta, you heard about it? Alabama and Georgia, where's the number down in Biloxi, Mississippi? Yeah, so we opened at 6 and 49 and a half. We're at 6 and a half and 49 and a half. Uh, uh, look, this is this is like a Super Bowl to us. I mean, we started feeling the energy uh, midweek, and it's uh, it's growing. This is going to be a big game for us. What what will be the uh, what will be on the menu down there? I mean, you'll have a full house, won't you, Carl? Down there, what's the drink of the day and on the menu down there? <laughs> yeah, no, um, you know, I think they're doing uh, uh, today is kind of like a wings day, hamburgers, uh, but uh, yeah, drinks. There'll be a lot of beer drunk, um, you know, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a huge day. But look, hey, before we go, I got to give my boys at Jackson State, Coach Dion Sanders. I got to give them some love, you know. They're they're uh, they're taking on Prairie View for that SWAC championship, and you know De Dion messaged me. He said, "Hey, look, if you don't mention me, give me some props. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna take me clubbing with him." So uh, there you go, there you go. I didn't know you yeah. knew Dion. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, you he's, you just enlighten us every single week. It's remarkable. He, he's gonna teach me how to dress. He said. Oh, well, that'd be perfect. There's, I and saw get some a video, bling. Yeah, I saw a video of Carl high stepping into the into the book there at the Beau Rivage. So he is just like Dion. All get right, Carl. Bling. Enjoy, enjoy the day. It's going to be Wait a, a big minute, day hold at the Beau Rivage. Carl, yeah, who you like? Who do you like, Alabama, Georgia? Just give us a winner. I, I like Georgia. I'm going with Georgia. I mean, uh, you know, this is, you know, I uh, I think if uh, Alabama will, I think Nick will try to control the line of scrimmage cut that run game off and make Stetson Bennett try to beat him in the air. You know, Nick's got his defensive guys uh, sliding left and right. I think that'll clog the gaps up, but I still like Georgia. Lay the six and a half? Absolutely. I, even better yet, I like the first half bet. That's okay. my favorite bet. All right, there it is. Carl Johnson, thank we you. Talk about that. Down we'll in back. Biloxi, Mississippi. Thank you, buddy. Enjoy the day. Take care, Thanks, guys. Carl. Okay, we'll get into that first number. A first half number, pardon me, in Atlanta. And also, Stephen Bond wants us to go through this coaching carousel, something like we've never seen in college football. That's next here at Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet... 
there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, discover what winning feels like over at BetMGM, the king of sports books, and you can use the code VSEN200, VSIN200. That's very important. So they're going to give you free cash if you're a new better. All you have to do is invest $10. Any college football team scores today, you're going to win 200 bucks. Free bets right there, free money in your account. Bonus code VSEN200. Anybody scores a touchdown today, you're good. 21 years or older, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Again, please gamble responsibly. And if you do have an issue, it's 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we got you back here. Just to follow up on what Carl said, Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata in New Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Michael, I'm going to give you the number, and I want your reaction to both the side and total in Atlanta with Georgia and Alabama, okay? First okay. half, side, Georgia's lane three and a half. Yep. And then the first half total, this one felt heavy. I'm, I don't want to lead the witness. 24 and a half. Yeah, I think that I would play the under there. I, I think I would play the under there. And I think it's really going to be important that Alabama plays from in front. I might take the three and a half. I think Alabama's got to force Georgia to get uncomfortable. They've never had a play from behind. I mean, the, the Tennessee game, there was a moment of uncomfortability in that, the first quarter. But then it kind of took over itself. I think you got to make this team have to dig deep, find out where their true DNA is in terms of can they fight through the mental toughness and find their way. It's been an easy path. It's, it reminds me a lot of Gonzaga as they have gone through the NC2A tournament in the past, where they really never had a challenge during the season. And when it came to the tournament and when they really got challenged, did they have that mental toughness? Did they have the fortitude? And did they have the overall talent to really come through? And I think Gonzaga has that issue. I, I, obviously, Georgia has the talent. But do they have enough talent at quarterback? I like the three and a half in the first half. Michael, here's what I would say. And those that missed the show yesterday, the Lombardi family welcomed Sienna Lynn Lombardi to the family. Here's what, you, yeah. here's what you're going to do. If you lay almost a touchdown with Alabama today, you're going to be on your rocking chair in Ocean City, New Jersey one day talking to an 18-year-old Sienna saying, I can't believe I laid six and a half <laughs> against a Nick Saban football team. You understand what I'm saying to you? They gotta uh, get the, it's know. not just winning the Look. game here you got to cover by almost a touchdown if you're georgia look look it's very disrespectful to nick i mean it's, it is it, it really it's disrespectful to the alabama program you know look they, they have some warts there's no denying that they're not the best and i've said this all year they're not as good defensively as they've been in the past but they are dynamic on offense they are dynamic on offense and i think oftentimes we don't understand the rivalry and the and the importance of the auburn alabama game and how that is up a notch point. you know and so we think that they should just dominate Auburn. Well, you know, when you go down on the plains and play, this is in these kids' system for years, and it's always a harder game than it always is going to appear to be. And they didn't play well. I mean, let's face it, they didn't play well. So that's a great thing for Nick. He's now an underdog by almost a touchdown, and he didn't play as well as he needed to. But, but, and this is a big but, he found a way to win the game. Winning matters. And the team didn't quit on it, and they found a way to win. 
<laughs> when you were talking, I just, you know that gift going around of Nick Saban where he goes, I'm not going to do it, so quit asking me. <laughs> it's like, it's like, when, when, like talking to Saban about, oh, you just eked out a win in the Iron Bowl. He'd be so pissed if anybody said that because that's such a heated rivalry. I mean, that's Michigan, Ohio State down south. It's not even close. You know, it's a little bit, here's where, and this is kind of a, a different way of looking at it, but, you know, in working on this book about the Hall of Fame, Marty Schottenheimer has won 200 games. There's only eight coaches in the history of the NFL that's won 200 games. Marty Schottenheimer's not in the Hall of Fame. George Allen is. He won 114 games. He finished second one year in 72, lost to the Miami Dolphins 14-7. to He's in, but Marty's not. Because what the problem is, the general public looks at wins as something that's easy to attain. Yeah. 200 wins in an NFL career is an impossibility. Like, that's really challenging. That man deserves a gold jacket, right? But because we are so dismissive of the wins and we grade the wins like we're the Russian judge in the Olympics, you know, and we up, down, all that, that we don't give it enough credibility. Winning is hard in the in, in Southeast Conference. Winning's hard in the NFL. And so there becomes a political landscape around these wins, and it's unfair. And I think a little bit of that is etched in Alabama. Look, I'm the first guy to admit they're not as good defensively, but there's certain defense, there's certain offenses that give them trouble. It ain't Georgia's offense. Shout to Nadia Komenich. Uh Twitter poll for you. Know, you know, I mean, remember that the Russian judge, six, you know, everybody give a 9-5 and the Russian judge is at 6-5. I mean, like, you know, it's like you knew the fix was in. And, and this <laughs> is what happens. We're grading these wins by people that know nothing about football. Stephen We're Bonds. grading these wins. I know. I, I like, Listen, I'm right there with you. And that it's the committee that we, there's. that's the point of consternation. By the way, Stephen Bond's yelling in my ear about the Twitter poll. I just want to yell at him like Nick Saban. All right, go I'm ahead. not going to do it. So quit asking about it. Let's throw it up. Which new hire would you bet on to make the next year's college playoff? This is, uh, it's a coaching carousel. It's ridiculous. Lincoln Riley there in Los Angeles at USC. Marcus Freeman, I know oh, you I have got thoughts a, I, on I that. I got who I'm betting on. Who, I know okay. who I'm betting on. Brian Kelly there, LSU. Your boy Billy Napier of Florida. What do you got, Michael? I'm taking Napier because he's got a quarterback down there, and he can coach a quarterback. Richardson, yeah. And he'll clean that program up, and he'll get them going. I mean, he'll be there tomorrow starting the program, and that program is better than what it was. And I think if you're Dan Mullen and you take some truth serum and you find out what actually happened to your career and you're honest with it and you do an autopsy, you'll come back stronger than ever before. But you got to admit your mistakes. And that mistake at quarterback really caught – that kid that he has as a freshman at quarterback is going to be a great, great player. And Napier will make him even better. Okay, so Michael Lombardi says Billy Napier. What do the VEASAN listeners say? Let's go ahead and throw it up. Which new hire makes the college football playoff? No surprise, Lincoln Riley. Marcus Freeman, two. And then Brian Kelly, three. Billy Napier, six and a half percent almost there. Uh, I don't think people understand how hard of a job it's it is. It's so big. It's so big for Freeman. To come in and take over a multi-million dollar corporation. Because that's what Notre Dame football is, a multi-million dollar corporation. And he's walking in here at age 35 and never has worked for any of the greats of the greats. He's never watched it. He's never watched it. You know, he came from Purdue to Cincinnati. Now, I'm not dismissing the Purdue program, but, I mean, like, that isn't like mm -hmm. studying at the feet of Bill Parcells, right? Like, like seriously, there has to be some pedigree in this. And, and I'm, I'm happy Marcus Freeman got the job. I hope he's smart enough to realize he needs help to become a great head coach. These, you know, Bill Parcells' first year at the New York Giants, he finished 12-2-12-1. I mean, his first year at Air Force at 3-8, and eight, he wasn't ready. My point is no one's ready. Belichick was 6-10 and 10 his first year in Cleveland. No one's ready. This job is huge. It's going to be the most enormous. And he's going to go out and recruit, but that's great. Oh, he's going to be great. Who's going to tie it all together? I think, to me, this is a no. – and here's the other thing I know. When everybody's on board, everybody loves it, it's probably not the right move. Saying you're not going to diss Perdon't while well, dissing Perdon't is an inherent diss. What you just, I see what you just did there. And remember, he was there. Marcus was there when Perdon't, as you call them, were, were absolutely terrible. He goes, becomes the D.C. at Cincinnati – Flips at D.C. Ellis, you wanted him as well. I know the kids wanted to keep him. There is, and this is just a huge job, there's inherently there's an issue sometimes when you listen to the kids who, because they love the guy, I hope he ends up winning 10, cha 10 championships there at Notre Dame. But that's a huge ass, Michael. 
It's huge. And, 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 and Notre Dame, to me, if Marcus Freeman fails, it will be because Notre Dame didn't give him help. Because Notre Dame didn't recognize he's not ready. Like, this is the problem. This is the problem with, the, with search committees. Search committees recommend the coach to hire, and then they leave them. They don't, have, they don't leave somebody there. They get $250,000 to help you pick the next coach, and then they go off to sign the next. Who's helping the coach? Who's helping them become a head coach? There is no one on planet Earth ready to become a head coach, especially in a multimillion-dollar corporation like Notre Dame. None. There is none. Have you ever seen And you've got to have experience to do it, and you better get somebody in there that can help them. Have you ever seen a carousel like this? So Lincoln Riley no. at USC, Brian Kelly, LSU, Michael. You just mentioned Freeman, Notre Dame, Billy Napier, Florida. Penn State, they re-upped with Franklin. We know what happened with Michigan State. The, the one that's left here as, you know, Sonny Dykes, TCU, Virginia Tech, a name most haven't heard of, Washington, a name most haven't heard of. But how about Oklahoma? Where is the program right now, and who are you hearing as potentially the next head coach there? I'm, I heard this morning driving over here, I heard that they'll probably get this done by Wednesday, they're, they're, by Monday. They were interviewing two candidates today. I don't know who. Uh, but I, it sounds like Brent Venables is one of the guys that are strongly in it. I don't know if he can get it. Uh, I think Jay Norvell from Nevada, Reno, is strongly in it. I don't know if he's going to get it. I don't know who they're going to hire. But I think Monday or even Sunday we'll have an announcement. Of course, both with ties. Matt Campbell to the is not in it, apparently. Yeah, Matt what's Campbell's up with that? not in it. What's up with Matt? Uh, he's going to stick with Iowa State, huh? I guess so. You know, I mean, look, these jobs are, you know, Oklahoma is, look, Oklahoma will, I think Bob Stoops is right. This program will always win. This program will always win. It, 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 Oklahoma is about the program, not about who's coaching it. Coach has got to be good. But it's also about the program. Matt Campbell will eventually have his pick. Matt Campbell could have had the Lions job in the NFL, but he just, he turned it down. So let's be fair. Yeah. He, he's going to eventually pick what he wants, as Michael explained to us with the Spielman situation there with my Detroit Lions. Speaking of the great state of Michigan, Michigan in Indianapolis against Iowa today. Big Ten championship. We'll come back with that next here at Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.